news every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 High FM, High Chinuch, We are back, as we do every Monday between 2 to 3, where we discuss education. We discuss how to live our lives, how to make the world a better place, how to educate the next generation, how to educate ourselves, how to make the world safe, comfortable, and proper for us, for the people around us, and for the people that we can influence, our families, children, friends, etc. So, anything that has to do with making the world a better place, anything that has to do with education, anything with make, like, to do with making our lives better lives, is here on the show. So if you have any thoughts of your own that you want to share with us, please do it. 061-895-1019. 061-895-1019. Tell us what you think about education. So much happening, especially now we're reaching into hectic times, Purim, Pesach, I don't know, each one with his uh, stresses. Just yesterday we had this uh, nice talk in town regarding alcohol, teenagers, so much to talk about, so much to discuss, uh, get to Purim safely, get to Pesach safely. And one of the big uh, topics regarding holidays when we reach them is financial, our financial struggle. So much. I hear so many times from parents, the demands are just growing. The conflict is just growing. Uh, our kids are coming home from school. We need this and we need that. And this is the amount of shalachmanes I need. And this is the amount of costumes, etc. Not even getting down towards Pesach. That's why uh, one of the things we're going to do today in the show, I asked Leslie Freeman to come in here. She is a debt, a debt consultant. Um, uh, very uh, uh, experienced and she'll help us a bit about are we living our lives properly? Are we living our lives in the credit way that we can? How can we check that we're not putting ourselves into extreme stress? How can we deal with our day-to-day financial struggles? Because as has said here on the show many times, the financial struggle is not only about money. It's reflecting so strongly on our children. It's reflecting so strongly on the people around us. The pressures at home, the pressures with kids, friends that people are dealing with are, are amazing. And it's really time for us to look into it and see, are we living our lives? Or are we living everybody else's lives? we got to talk to, about, later on we're going to see about Purim. Last year, for those of our listeners who remembered, I had here on the show... A representative from Ovisubanim, an amazing program that kids and fathers come to learn together on Purim. Amazing program. We'll get to that, please God, later on in the show. And one comment to start with. I was listening the other day to one of the shows on HaFM, um, and there was a very strong discussion happening there, which happened to be people that I really like to hear on the radio, and they were discussing the shooting that happened in a school in America. And one of them said, you know, I was debating, how come uh, we live in such a violent country? How come we've never experienced these kind of violence in schools? And that's a sentence I want to comment on. And I'd love to hear what you got to think about it. 0618951019 or call it in 0101403020. is the SMS line. What bothered me about that is I actually don't think that we live in a violent country at all. I think that we live in a country that we don't really care about crime. And I'll explain. Crime that's happening on a day-to-day basis here in the community is not really a discussion. It's not something we are really trying to do anything about. 
I was, somebody was just showing me a, a news website just to prove the point. I was going through today before the show on some uh, websites from overseas of news. Breaking news, one of the websites from Israel. Uh, uh, bike fee thieves were caught, allegedly stolen six bikes. What are the chances that would have reached the news here in South Africa that the police put a tremendous event, um, tremendous work, and they caught few teenagers that stole six bikes. Question. I saw another website that brought a very big story that happened in America. Somebody was walking in the street and he was tried to be, somebody tried to rob him with a knife and with a gun. Hit the news in America, hit the news overseas. That's things that happen on a day-to-day basis. Do we fight it? Do we put it on the news and I'm talking to myself as well do we raise it on radio do we raise it in the press do we discuss it I mean I've heard from people when we discuss crime I hear from people overseas they're shocked they're nervous I hear from people here oh welcome to South Africa you could tell somebody you went through a robbery at home they'll tell you oh welcome you now you're becoming local that's not cool and I actually think that this, this is not a violent country because if we have a situation that people can do what they want, how they want, it doesn't even reach the news, it doesn't reach the press, nothing is happening. So it's actually a miracle that we don't have that many casualties. And it's actually a, uh, a proof that this is not a violent country, because if it was a violent country, the results would have been terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, I see criminals going into crimes and deciding not to kill the victims and deciding not to hurt the victims and they know that nothing is happening anyways and still they don't do that that actually says something about us and i think it's very important that we realize that and one last sentence i think it's actually coming into us and in in many areas in our life if we can look at crime and if we could look at and it's the same thing in bullying in school and in any many areas and we just say well that's the reality we live in as uh, somebody once told me, you know, to arrest these people, it's a lot of paperwork. Seriously? So what would the criminal, what would stop crime if we feel that it's too much paperwork to deal with it? What would stop crime if we don't think it's an item to go on the news or it's not, we don't think it's something we need to deal with? Then nothing will stop it and nothing will stop it from getting worse because eventually the victims of these crime effects will become violent and in a few years down the line we could actually face a violent country and if we don't stop it today i see very easily how this country from a good willing nice country which are not violent and the proof is that nothing is really happening except for crime and nobody's fighting it people will ch- turn and become violent please your thoughts on that 061 895 010-140-3020, you could always call in or send us an SMS, 34519, that's only in South Africa. And as I said, outside the country, 061-895-1019, that's here and anywhere, that's through WhatsApp. Okay, we're going to have to move on. Uh, we don't have a lot of time on this show. And move on to the main topic of today and say good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us, Leslie Freeman. Good afternoon, Rabbi, and thank you for having me, and good afternoon, listeners. Pleasure. Um, Very big topic that has been come up on the show before, and that's why I actually am so happy you're here today, and I wanted you here today, is how are we dealing with our financial struggle? How is it affecting us? How is it affecting the people around us? Um, And today I want to talk to you a bit about uh, identifying. How can somebody identify that they are... 
in uh, financial struggle, or is it very clear if somebody is in a financial uh, struggle, would they realize it right away? Do they need indicators? Uh, how do we deal with it? How do we? Um, um, we do have a lot of uh, things that we do need to buy. We need to deal with it. Lots of stresses. So let's kind of go a bit into the topic and see what we can do. Uh, maybe we'll start with what are the signs? How can somebody know that they're facing a problem? Right, Reba. Um Okay, firstly, I would like to say that most people do realize that their finances are becoming tighter and tighter. Because do they, they realize it on time? No, unfortunately not, because they always try and um, get out of the situation by actually getting further into debt. Okay. So one, there are a few signs that a person can take um, as indicators that they are Becoming, you know, over indebted and into becoming, uh, well, getting into serious financial trouble. And one of them is they borrow money to pay other loans. Um, also, they start skipping payments on some accounts in order to pay others. Um, they start re- receiving letters of demand or summonses from creditors. Um, they also start thinking about being placed under administration. And this also can lead to judgments passed against them. And this, unfortunately, negatively impacts on their ability to perform in life, at work. Um, They regularly feel emotionally stressed about money matters. And um, they're continuously and regularly losing money to rip-offs and frauds and money-making schemes. You're saying that people that have less money are losing more money? Um, I would say so, yes. Because? Um, well, the causes of that is they don't have a budget to stick to. So they're grabbing at loose straws to, you okay. know, fill the gaps and so forth. Um, sometimes, however, um, indulgence, um, living beyond their means is also um, a big problem because they've got a lot of commitments Um Ignorance to financial products is also a big cause of becoming over-indebted. Um, you know, the, the beauty of the National Credit Act is that you can actually shop around um, when you do uh, make credit. You have the option um, to choose the best suitable credit that's offered. Um, also, lack of proper planning can I, put I you under… I check on that before… Choosing the credit that we would look for and want to, it's probably, um, I guess, if you need the credit, then you ch- got to choose the best one. Mm-hmm. But how crucial is it and how important is it um, even t- the decision of even taking credit or not? Should somebody – like uh, eventually there's going to be a point where there's going to be a stopping point for your mm-hmm. budget where you say, I can't. Where must the person put the stopping point? Before he goes for credit help or after? Well, basically, to answer that is um, there's two definitions of credit. You get good credit and you get bad credit. Good credit is when you approach a credit provider to perhaps assist you in financing an asset, which is a home, a motor vehicle, um, you know, big um, assets that you cannot afford to pay cash for. That is termed good credit. Therefore, you would shop around and find the best um, interest rate, 
um, and also bond repayments, etc. Then you get bad credits, which is unfortunately the store cards, credit cards, um, buying consumables on credit, where, which shouldn't actually be the case. So the definition is kind of what you should have been able to afford without credit is bad credit and things that make sense that you can't afford like a house like a car is good credit exactly yes okay. yes yes and then the good credit is actually uh, okay to go into your budget properly and yes you would obviously fit that within your budget which we will touch on you know okay. the importance as, of as budget as an authorized creditor okay mm-hmm. and I, i know you do a lot of work regarding giving credit to people and and making sure they're they're running their lives in a financially properly way The average person that comes to you, how stressed and how deep in the problem they are when they come? Is it after they've uh, uh, kind of got into a very deep hole? Or we know as a community, we can say, as a society, we can say that we actually know how to identify and catch it early. Okay, the problem with that is um, you get uh, people... Um, individuals they apply to credit providers for credit and there is a credit scoring um, process which huge credit providers um, do on your um, affordability etc unfortunately um, when some people reach a certain level of indebtedness um, they can no longer access this credit and um, things can pop up Um, unfortunate circumstances where they will need extra credit and they can't obtain it from a reputable credit provider. So they start turning to um, loan sharks, machinists, and such like. All the signs like. we see in the polls in the streets. Exactly, the where cars. the credit, the, the interest rate is so high, you just never get out of it. And that pushes you and into. And it's dangerous. Yes, and some of the lending done by these people is also reckless because you cannot actually afford it. Um, You know, um, your credit scoring is not up to this patch where you can say, okay, I can afford so much, um, and the bank or the credit provider will assess how much you can afford to repay a month based on your income or your joint income, etc., Okay, we do have to take a break, but when we come back, I, I want to go deeper into this. And one of the questions that are, are very interesting to me would be, do you find a situation where somebody would come to you and say, I need credit, I need a loan, and, and they're fine, they could get it. But you would say, you know, according to the rules, you can have it, you, but you're making a big mistake. Does that such a thing happen? Um, well, if you can afford it, and it is for a necessary item, or asset, um, I don't think there would be any need where you shouldn't take the loan if it is for a necessary loan. Because if you wait, you'll have the money without interest. Yes. Um, however, there are some things that you cannot af- simply afford to pay cash for. Right. Um, you know, big items. Big items, right. Yeah. Okay, so we do have to take a break, and then we're going to discuss more, uh, um, uh, really maybe into details of... Um, Living beyond our standards, etc. 101.9, Hi FM, Hi Chinachatabaraji. A short break, we'll be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9, Hi FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinachatabaraji. We are back discussing here in studio with Leslie Freeman. Uh, Leslie Freeman is an authorized debit consultant 
and um, she has authority by the National Credit Regulation. And we were discussing a bit of where we are holding. What are the uh, what's the situation of uh, the society today? And one of the things that we're dealing is is with the lack of things that we have and we can provide. And and I think financial stress has been tremendous, tremendously stressful on us as parents, as anybody in the community. And it's it's affecting us. It's affecting us and the lack of, of uh, having things, uh, the stress, the not knowing is putting a lot of pressure on us. And that's why I wanted to have this chat right now before Purim Pesach where things are going to get a bit more hectic as well. We've been chatting here on the show, but then when the, we had a break, I spoke to Leslie privately, and she told me an amazing fact that I have to start with that. She said, do you want to say what you told me? 9.76 million uh, consumers are, are in arrears in with arrears. their account payments. And when I asked about percentage, you said about 45%. Yes. We're reaching... I guess the the situation is much worse than I thought. If um, it's forty five percent of the people that ha- are of the consumers are in arrears, then it's something that needs to be dealt with urgently. I mean, it, we're living in almost impossible situation when any we raise any child into a financial grown up and we're looking at about one out of two, one uh, almost fifty percent of him. Uh, failing his business life or as, uh, as, as a consumer, then I think I think it's even worse. As you mentioned, about two million y- accounts a year go into arrears, to which default, is yes, which is um, fascinating. Yeah, mm, um, I would like to reiterate that some of the main causes for this, these staggering figures are the changes in circumstances at the moment. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, changes to the economy. There's a huge economic upswing. Um, there are a lot of retrenchments. People are jobless. Um, other circumstances such as divorce, death, um, reckless borrowing, reckless lending, um, social pressures, uh, ignorance on finan- financial products can okay. play a part as well. Um, and also not having a budget, drawing okay. up a budget every month is essential. And knowing how to run your money, basically. And also, no matter what, always trying to save a few pennies. Do the schools and the educational system teach for that? Not at all. That's uh, the most unfortunate part about it. Um, Therefore, I encourage all parents to start involving their children from a very young age as to what it costs to survive in a household and be fully aware of of how their parents um, work very hard and struggle to Make sure all their needs are taken Would care of. Would that put pressure on the kids? I wouldn't say so. Um, I think if it's done in a correct manner and an encouraging manner, um, and your children should be made aware of of the value of money because it is part of 
what we need to survive. It's part of life. Yes. Uh, yeah, but and they don't teach this in school. Not in a scary way, I guess. In no, very no. Understanding that it's yes. possible, actually. I, I wonder what your thoughts on it, please. Oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. That's a WhatsApp. Oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. Three four five one nine is that SMS line, or you could call in at oh one oh one four oh three oh two oh. What do you think about involving younger kids in budget and how to uh, prepare them to that life? Please send in your thoughts. Okay, so soon we'll see what um, some of the listeners are thinking about it. Just let me let me ask. You know, you're saying a lot of reasons and things that the re- why um, we find ourselves in such big errors, errors and and difficulties. But I think that reaching 45% of the population is, it's gotta be more than something sudden as divorce or, or, or a tragedy or something because that's life. And I, if it would have been in 10%, 15%, maybe, maybe we could have said it's because of unexpected things. But when we're reaching 45%, it's gotta be more predictable. I think it's your field, but. Mm, Rabbi, um, a point to remember also is that things change. The economy has changed. A lot of people um, are unemployed. They mm-hmm. had debt before they became unemployed. Um, they, you know, there are things that should be taken into account before um, actually making credit. Um, and that's, you know, I can give you a few pointers on okay. on um, on what to do. When you do make credit and, you know, always make sure that you stick to, to your initial, um, agreement with your credit providers and, okay. and keep to it. Mm-hmm. And there are a few pointers, like I say, when dealing with credit providers, um, you should always read a document totally. A lot of people sign agreements without reading. Um, the interest rate, compound interest, etc. But what I do you read in the document? Because it's almost impossible to sit and read, I don't know, 10, 20, 15 pages. It's, it's essential that you read the whole document before entering any uh, credit agreement. Um, one of the reasons actually is there were a lot of credit providers previously that actually had a little clause in there where you actually had simultaneously signing an emolument attachment order so the m- moment you default, y- they come and attach your assets. So um, that was hidden away, and people weren't reading it. So uh, because, you know, to actually for a credit provider to get an emolument attachment order is quite a process. They have to go to court, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of them started building this into the agreement. Okay. Luckily, the, in the national credit regulator put a stop to it. But um, – that was one of the things. That's why it's vital that you do read a credit agreement fully. So as a fair question, your credit provider, how many people that you hand them the agreement read it in percentage? Well, I'm not a credit provider. You're but, not a credit provider. But, but, but um, I know it's a very lengthy document, but there's a lot of fine print. And I think to be a responsible adult, that's one of the things you can teach your children as well, is to read what they put in their signature to. Okay. Essentially so. To understand how precious their signature is. Yes. It's actually important. Very, very important. And what, they, what they're committing themselves to, it can teach them other th- uh, not only with credit, but also in other respects. 
Okay. You know, it's let's talk a bit of of kind of uh, uh, when we reach a point that some, uh, one realizes they have to cut down on their budget and they have to start deciding now what are they taking out, what is not going to be part of their life anymore. DSTV. How do you do that? Okay. <laughs> That's a beginning. Yeah. What else? Um, but I'm sure there's got to be rules of uh, because every family is different. I mean, some people, this is important for them and something that's important for them. At the end of the day, what would be our guidelines to, to start cutting down? And how do we tell that to our kids? Right. Firstly, um, I think the, one of the most important things is at the end of the month or whenever you get your remuneration, you should draw up a list and well, in fact, any time you go to a, a, a shopping center, okay. write down exactly what you need, and stick to the list. Okay. Don't buy something extra because it looks so good, or you know, because this could happen on a continuous daily. Yeah. And that you like can teach the your children as well. And spending two hundred and fifty rands. Yes. Kind of. Okay. Yes, so yes. you got to stick to what. Stick to the list. Okay. Before you leave home, write your list of what you're going to the shop for. Right. Um, stick to the list and don't buy anything besides what's on your list. Okay. Okay. You shouldn't use credit to purchase consumables. Um, I do okay. not believe that you should use a credit card because you pay an interest on that credit card. And you go into a um, shopping center to um, a retailer and you're buying something which you're going to have to pay for at a later stage. And plus you're going to be paying more because you're paying interest on it. Right. You're just making your product more expensive. Exactly. And you've already consumed whatever and you're still going to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. So – um, also, and I have to say, it's kind of, it, to, we live in the days that it's not so hard. I mean, there's so so many apps. If you just look on your phone, so many apps that you could put in everything you buy, and it will sort it out for you automatically. What was for food? What was for products? How is your budget going? Beautiful. The apps yes. will do the job for you. I mean, it's exactly. fascinating. As but as you said, it's ignorance a lot of it. Yes, and, yes. So okay. I do believe that um, either. Install one of those apps or make sure you keep a budget, properly. stick your grocery list in, know how much you can afford for your food, your groceries, your consumables, uh, and include your children in these activities. As we discussed, it's not taught at school. Okay. Um, so what, share your shopping list with your child or, or give your child a budget? Maybe or? you can. You can also encourage them to learn to read better. <laughs> yeah, that, it depends how old they are, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Um, um, I don't think you should really include them, but but maybe um, don't encourage, don't allow them to get you to buy stuff that they would like because okay. most children, when you go into a shop, they want a reward or they would like something. Completely. And um, it's not very easy, but you have to start um, trying to get them out of that and realizing that there's only so much for so much, and that is the way it is. I actually recommend that even if you do have unlimited funds. Exactly. I, I think it's very important for the kids, for the, for the um, boundaries, etc. Yes. Saying that, uh, not only that we don't teach our kids how to run a budget, we, they were, we were also weren't taught how to put the boundaries, how to work around budgets without making it stressful. I mean, I see so many kids that tell me in meetings that they feel so poor 
And I'm talking about kids that live in houses with pools, with two cars, with a gardener, with a domestic, um, never hungry. But they have, I don't know, maybe only 10 or 15 sets of clothes and only, and, and they feel poor next to their friends. And I think that the education that we need to put into it is crucial regarding living what, what we have. It's not only about running the budget. I think it's also about understanding the importance and understanding that we have what we have and we're happy with it. And we can't feel bad about ourselves if we don't have. Yes. Does that come in place anywhere? Or exactly. we don't really work with that today? Well, I actually had an idea once I was sitting thinking. I've seen a lot of children with a lot of stuff that they don't use, they don't play with. They just have too much. Right. And I thought, I wonder if that might not be a slight cause of this ADHD, is that they have too much that they much cannot ex- actually focus or concentrate okay. on one thing. And they're always bored because, you know, it's like comes in. I think it would increase their value systems. It could be. I had once somebody called in and asked them about letting their kids watch uh, um, certain videos on YouTube. And it's, it was um, protected and it was not nothing dangerous. Mm. And I said, one of my concerns specifically is that watching, letting kids watch things online is that they can invest 30 seconds into the video. If they don't like it, they'll move to the next one or the next one or the next one. And in the older days, I don't want to say mm. olden days, it wasn't even that olden days. If you wanted to show your child something, they got it uh, a tape they had to sit they had to put it in they had to wait for it it wasn't so instant and and i agree that part of having everything we're kind of getting addicted to it and and losing concentration and etc so would you say that the way we run our budgets today is a bit of an addiction um or is that taking it too much i wouldn't not running our budget i would think it's a necessity Okay. Because um, if you don't have a budget, okay, if you're wealthy and you have no problem with writing zeros on whatever you buy, um, then it's fine, I, I guess. The numbers. Yeah, but <laughs> I think a budget is important because so that you can live comfortably, you can right. sleep at night, your children have got clothing, they are educated, um, they are fed, I and they have the, the point, essentials. Right. A hundred percent. I just feel that the point that you raise is even when you have the money, it's crucial to work with a budget because if you just change and have and, and have so so much, it, it can get overwhelming. I for agree a child there. Yes, in, yes, to a certain yes. level. Okay, so we, time is running out. But when somebody finds himself in a situation like this, what could they do to help their situation to actually change around things? All right, what they can do is. Um, they have to change their mindset. When they're okay. in trouble, um, they have to realize that the debt's not going to magically disappear. Mm. So they have to look at ways that they can make everyday expenses more affordable. They must cut costs where they can, um, especially on non-essential items like DSTV. Okay. I even feel sometimes that um, people shouldn't have a helper um, unless it's too care for their children um, when they're at work, etc. Um, you know, if, if that's mm-hmm. if they are in financial difficulty and they're struggling to make ends meet. Okay. So perhaps they have to look at cutting back on some of the, the things that are, you know, 
So that's that, a helper yeah. is a big point because uh, I, that's what I was trying to get to the whole time is to discuss actually things that are <clears throat> things that are really uh, we think that we need them and things that we because uh, when everybody knows when they're having trouble they need to cut off things but when they look at the list of things they feel like everything is needed they don't even know where to start mm-hmm. and how do we start how do we start cutting from things that we need we think we need uh, change our mindsets I don't know mm-hmm. clothes food etc is there or there's no easy way you're just saying you gotta cut you figure it out there's nothing to do the five second rule hold it up do I need this to survive breathe eat keep myself warm no can hang on. Okay, so anything <laughs> that's that's a very important point. Yes. I need this to survive, breathe, eat, keep warm, and and educate my children. Okay, and um, keep the lights on. So if I don't need that for my immediate thing, then I don't need it. Then you don't really need it. It is a luxury. Okay. Okay. It's a non-essential. Okay. okay. And, and part of the things that we have that we don't need, and that's out of curiosity. I I see that. We just once we have something we don't need anymore, we just get rid of it or something. These things have value. I mean, I'm not saying if you want to give it to somebody for a present, that's also nice. But do something with it. Either give it away or sell it or do something. I kind of see things that are just getting wasted in in unbelievable amounts, and we're losing our money that way. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, what's old to you is new for somebody else and Completely. it could be totally necessary for them so it is good to to get rid of stuff that you don't need perhaps and if you do need um an, a bit extra income um look at selling it to a second hand shop if you want to give it away give it away to someone who needs and um you know there's quite a few ways to um cut back also more on costs is um, another thing I would like to mention um, on on supplementing your income if you do find that you're over indebted um, you need to supplement your income so getting rid of these things that you don't need could possibly supplement your income Okay, you know um, so that would be a valid point in looking at I mean you, you get a new something and you don't need the old something. So get rid of it. Supplement your income because times are tough out there. Right. And and I think maybe dealing with it, I see we do have to take a break. For a, but Maybe dealing with it will actually take away the stress because the stress is what's really killing us more than actually the money. But worrying about and, it. Worrying yes, about it and yes. not sleeping. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to have to take a short break and we'll be right back for the last part of the show. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch Rabaji. We'll be right back. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch Rabaji. We are back for the really last moments of today's show. And today's topic was mainly regarding the stress that finances is putting on us as uh, living in this uh, time and stage of the world. And really... As someone said, it used to be that the biggest stress that people had, they didn't have what to eat today. The biggest stress is that we need to lose weight. Saying that, we live as if we have unlimited funds, but we don't really, really have unlimited funds, and which is putting tremendous pressure on our children, our families, ourselves, our spouses, our relationships, performance in any area. And as Leslie said earlier on the show, 
there's a lot to do, a lot to know. But the main thing, and that's what we're going to end off, there's hope. If somebody finds himself in a very difficult situation, what do they do then? Right, Reba. Um, firstly, they, could, they can approach all their credit providers and try and uh, negotiate lower interest rates and more affordable installments. Okay. Um, this would be in order to improve their cash flow. However, okay. if this doesn't work, then they can approach a debt counselor. Okay. Um, you can check on the NCR's website. There are registered debt counselors in most areas. Okay. Um, the debt counselor would um, be able to um, negotiate with credit providers um, on a better payment plan. Um, and also, you wouldn't lose your assets because, okay. you know, once you haven't paid for a while, they come take, take your it. stuff. Okay. Um, but um, if you approach a debt counselor, you are protected from losing your debt, your your assets. Does your debt counselor also help you rearrange your finances? Not only cut the costs, but actually how to learn, live. With yes, what you and have how properly. to manage you through the whole process, okay. and and guide you, and continue negotiating, and till the whole process is complete. Um, it's you know the, the advantages of going through debt counseling is you don't lose your debt your assets. And also you don't um, have to go through the process of liquidation, um, which is quite a, a messy business. Um, and once you've paid out all your debts, paid up all your debts, you are, once again, you can become credit worthy and you can live your dream, buy your house, do whatever. With what you A need. lot of people find themselves, unfortunately, in a situation where they're at some point over-indebted because of changes of circumstances. However, okay. there are ways. And there means. are ways out. Yes. Are there any, and that we have to end with, uh, are there any courses or anything that young, one could do before they get into trouble? I mean, I've seen overseas that debt counselors are, do teaching to young students right before they get married or they, before they start their life. How to prevent and how to go through this process before you're in debt. Do we have that or not really? Not really, no. We should. Um, we should. I think it's quite a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, we'll very that. important aspect of life. Because I do, I actually saw not long ago a young girl, she's about to, she's dating and she's about to get married and she's very concerned and she yes. doesn't know how to run her, her, her budget after she gets married and I think. Just education in that area oh, is actually yes. very, 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 very important. Anybody wants to be in contact directly with you? How do they do that? Um, okay, they can. Um, my contact details. I've got a website, um, which is okay. www.freemandebtrelief.co.za. Um, they can email me as well on info at freemandebtrelief.co.za. I do have a Facebook page, Freeman Debt Counseling. Okay. Freeman Debt Relief, actually. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to give you my cell number? And we don't always recommend it on the radio. Okay, to be great. About well, that. Okay, those so, would, but that would suffice. Call. Okay, so that, that's enough. I think it's right. enough ways of, of getting through to you on your website. Um, as you said, Freeman Debt Relief. Debt Relief. And, yes. okay, and then and I've Facebook. also got the email info at info Freeman. Info at Freeman. Okay. And then, if you don't mind, I will provide my details to you in case anyone would like. Yes, if anybody wants your details, they can message wonderful. me at rabbigsa at gmail.com. It's rabbigsa at gmail.com, and I will pass you on uh, Leslie's information. Thank you very much for being with us today. I think it was very important, and 
I, I learned. I Thank you so much. I think it's, so it's important that we uh, focus on it. And finances could be a very strong area of stress and also could be a very strong area of relief. And it could affect our lives tremendously. Thank you, Lizzie, for being us and looking forward. Thank you so much, okay. Rabbi Thank you. Thank you. Okay, as this show has come to an end, as happens to all good shows, I just we don't even have time to speak about anything else. just want to wish you all a great Purim. Enjoy the highlights, the spiritual part, the fun part, everything about Purim. Uh, get to and the highest level. I just want to really, really recommend what we saw last year, and we did it last year. On Purim, Yeshivas Mordechai Tzadik, fathers and boys come to learn. It's a fascinating thing. There's signs in all communities. You'll see it. It's not a problem to find it. Highly, highly recommend it. In the meantime, keep safe. Continue your journey, and we'll be back next Monday, 2 to 3, discussing education.